Hey, gang. So excited to share with you again. Just as a disclaimer, the, sh- the movie we're going to talk about today is called Ginger Snaps. It was released in 2000, and the first five minutes or so feature many images related to suicide or self-harm. The bulk of the movie has nothing to do with this, and the context of those images becomes very quickly clear um, and is not thematic to the movie. That said, there have been many points in my life where I, Mary, could have not been able to watch this movie, and uh, we always encourage you to make safe choices and healthy choices for yourself, and if this is not the movie for you or not the right time for you to watch it, good news, it's a podcast. Revisit later. Or, I don't know, don't listen to this one. Whatever. Live your life. We love you. Let's go. Hello, all y'all sexy darlings, and welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the podcast that analyzes but also gets weird about all your favorite horror movies. I'm Mary. I'm Mary Kay. I'm Rachel. And joining us for the first time since Candyman ah! is the real queen of horror, Zena Dixon. Hello, Woo! I'm Zena. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me again. Of course, we couldn't wait. So honestly, like Ginger Snaps. Okay, I spoiled it. That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> but I, I found out about this movie because you were posting about it. Like you were you were rewatching and you were just mentioning how much you enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, well, it's free on Amazon. Let's check it out. And I was like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> You've never heard of this movie before? I'd heard of it. I just hadn't. Yeah, same. It was. Okay. But I, did, I didn't used to watch horror. So even if I'd heard of it, it would have like one ear out the other. Thing. Ah. It was like um, one of those movies that like every like girl who went through an emo phase like lived by at one point. And I just skipped that phase. I had never seen it, um, but I, I had heard of it. So I thought I thought you said you hadn't even heard of it. I was like, what? Yeah, well, I think I said heard of. I guess the more accurate phrasing would be re-recalled or something to that yeah. effect. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I watched it and I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? So it has been on our list with your name next to it. Yeah. For Yay! some time now. So we had some other choices that we were like, oh, we should time it up with this season or this event. Or like, you know, we just had a guest and it caused a scheduling snafu. So we got to mm. do the next one, just the three of us. So like this has been coming up and I was like, it's time. Let's ask her. Let's do it. So we were very excited to have you back. What's going on? <laughs> tell us what's new with you. Tell yes. us what's going on. Tell us every detail of your day. <laughs> okay no I'm kidding no but at first well first though thank you again so much for inviting me on I really do love this movie it's one of my favorite werewolf movies and like Rachel said I actually went through that phase I remember watching <laughs> this movie um I think it came out in like 2000 but I didn't see mm-hmm. it until like 2001 or 2002 I think I was like a freshman in high school and I was just like sweet Jesus I needed this movie in my life <laughs> I it, everything about it is just perfection, which we'll we'll talk about later. But um, yeah, I'm Zena, you know, so uh, you guys can find me at realqueenofhorror.com. I've been blogging forever. I'm also on YouTube, Real Queen of Horror, Instagram, Real Queen of Horror, Twitter, lovely Zena. I mean, I do have that Real Queen of Horror handle, but I don't tweet from that that too much, you know. The plan is, you know, to eventually to switch over, you know, to mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's kind of like my life story. I'll give you that. And uh, yeah, I'm also like the co-host of the Weekly Bloody Disgusting podcast. So yeah, that's me. 
Hello! Yay! Yay! Welcome! And Welcome. Um, listeners, when you inevitably fall in love during the course of this episode with Xena, we will have all of those links in our show notes so that you can mm-hmm. go um, obsess safely and support her and all of her work and art. Yes, please and thank you. Yes, please and thank you. Oh, yeah! Also, um, we are so bad about forgetting to do this, but... Listeners, if you want to support the show, we have merch. Mm. Go buy you a shirt. Go buy you a travel mug because pretty soon we're going to be able to leave the house again. So that'll be fun. We got stickers. Um, Buy my book, too, America's First Female Serial Killer. It's about Jane Toppin. It's almost one year old. And if you haven't read it yet, um, a good way to make it up to me is to buy it now. Or in any time ever. Or buy one for you. And in perpetuity. <laughs> yes. This is a standing offer. I will sell you buy, one. <laughs> buy our merch with that demented little Venus flytrap on it. <laughs> buy Mary Kay's book. And we will love it. We are a whole mood. Just like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But it takes four of us. I once had a dream. I have to tell you. I once had a dream that... We had a bunch, I think I told you, we had a bunch of like the Everything Tried to Kill You stickers and we were at like this weird, like in the middle of nowhere, roadshow, weirdo, thrift kind of thing under a huge giant tent putting those stickers Oh, well, I love this already. I, mm, right? This is great. And the stickers were like really (laughs) macabre. So Mm -hmm. um, in that regard, I would like to interpret this as, as we're coming out of like covid super strict you know mm-hmm. um restrictions going into the summer that everyone just buy these stickers and go out and plaster them and even decorate them to be as macabre as you like and yeah and take a picture of it and send it to us do it do yes. it yes um <laughs> like with the gnome and amelie <laughs> i did i did get to go Honestly, my favorite thing about Amelie is the Mindy Project joke about it. Like, I fell asleep watching Amelie and I spilled so much red wine on myself, I thought I'd been shot. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I actually got to go to brunch on Sunday. So a bunch Ooh. of my like, co-worker gal friends and I are all now fully vaccinated. Um, so we found a spot that was outdoors, that had a good menu. There was a long wait, so there was another spot around the corner with a good patio where you had good good space, and we went there and had a couple of drinks, and we had the most wonderful time, and it was just surreal to be able to like see each other for such an extended period of time in person, and to like make faces at babies, yeah, in public. That's one of those Ugh. little things that like I'm in public a lot now because of my job, but. Babies are not always feeling the masks, which is good. Anytime a kid looks at me like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, that is the right response. I am a stranger and I am wearing a mask. Good job. You're yes. killing it. But to be at brunch, like there was a baby at the next table who was like really fascinated by our comings and goings. There was a little girl at the other table who was like dancing like in the aisles to the music. Aww. And we were like cheering for her. We had the best time. Um, but yeah, it was This is the second time. In, you know, a couple of weeks that I've gotten to leave the house and do a thing. Yeah. Doing things, man. Doing things out in the world. 
both yeah. times I felt like, oh, that's right. This is why we liked doing that. Yeah. This is more fun. It like, is. FaceTime and Zoom and everything have definitely kept us, like, at least somewhat together. Yeah, they've been like a touchstone for reality. But yeah, this this is the stuff we missed. Like when yeah. my friend Diana said, I'm going to order us the jumbo mimosas because she was heading over ahead of me. I had to run by the car. And I got there and they brought out the mimosas and it said 25 ounces, which I thought was just a giant mimosa. No, 25 ounces meant they're bringing you a whole 25 ounce bottle of champagne and the tiniest carafe of juice I've ever seen in my life. Correct. That's correct. Uh she took video of me, like, pouring it into my glass. Because they give you a glass that's almost big enough for the whole thing. And I'm just Correct. making this, like, Jesus Christ. Face the whole time, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, isn't it great to be <laughs> oh able to tell a story like that and it not be, like, one time in my youth. I... Yeah, yeah. Back when Mary Kay and I lived in the same zip code. Oh, my gosh. We... Ten years ago now, you know? Yeah, no, it was really exciting. So everyone, go get your fucking shot. It's not that bad. Honestly, I had about the worst side effects from a shot, too, of anyone I know. And it still wasn't that bad because it was like... Because then you get mimosas and you get to watch babies dance in public. (laughs) It was 36 36 hours. And then we got to make friends with the, the family at the next table. Because they'd all had their shots, too. So we didn't have to just be in, like, mortal terror the whole time of interacting. Yeah. You know? So go get your shots. The shot itself doesn't hurt, and the side effects are whatever because they last for, like, no time. So provided it's not going to ruin you financially if you have to take a day off because they're tough, just go get it indiscriminately. And if it is going to be tough, like, I don't know. I hope you have loving friends and family to pitch in and make sure you're going to be okay and have the support you need because we got to get it. We got to get it. We got to get it. Let's talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of infection, uh, as we mentioned, today we're discussing, uh, all the way from the year 2000, Ginger Snaps, which was written by Karen Walton and conceived and directed by John Fawcett. He actually got Karen Walton on board because she was like, I don't know, horror, the characters are always so broad and women are always, you know, so gross. And he was like, that's not what we're trying to do here. We want to do the opposite of that. She was like, mm, okay. And then she wrote this shit. <laughs> yeah. Which is wild. So, it is wild. <laughs> so to get the ball rolling, my question is, here, listeners, as always, we will spoil this so badly for you. And this does have some good turns. So if you haven't seen it, I watched it on Amazon. Hopefully it is still available for free mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime um, as of your listening date. If so, please go check it out. It's not super long, and it is a wild ride. It's very much a, like, pop the popcorn, pour the drink, and just, like, sit back. Um, so this is a werewolf metaphor movie, right? So I want to know what y'all think is actually the best monster metaphor for womanhood. Monster? Yeah, like, if, if like, werewolf is a good, right, because it's actually about physical transformation, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a great metaphor for womanhood. What do you think, besides werewolfism, is a good metaphor, like monster movie metaphor for becoming a woman? Mary Kay, okay, I my- saw you waving mm-hmm. your hand. <laughs> I know we normally let the guests go first. So, Zena, do you are you ready? I, I need to think about okay. that. Okay, then I'll to- go because I got my shit. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, 
I pick Scylla from the Odyssey. Oh where, my god. Um, where when you cut off her head, three come back. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Like the Hydra. It's just, yeah. Yeah, like the Hydra, like same mechanism. Yeah. Same yeah. culture. <laughs> so they recycled some yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just borrowing the... Yeah, and then, um, so you ha- if you don't hit Scylla, right, you hit uh, Charybdis, which is a whirlpool that sucks you down to your death. Both very feminine. Love them. They go together. Yes. Love it. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else <laughs> got anything or shall I share mine while you reflect? Can you share yours? Yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought of the old piracy lore around the black spot. Huh? Like the black mark. Um, so hypothetically, right, like black spot appears in the middle of your palm. Mm-hmm. And that means you're marked mm. for something horrible to have, like marked for death. Mm-hmm. Like you carry around this like physical indicator that you are that you are mortal, that you are frail, that there's that you are not impervious. And it's something very obvious, right? Like you could never like shake hands with like you could never go without gloves again, all this stuff. And I thought about that as in like, you know, as we mature, obviously like the second you have any kind of boobs, it's like, oh good. I can do whatever I want to that one. I'm sorry, that sounds horrible, but it's just the way you worded it. Um, I mean, yeah, that that was very much my goal. But I thought you said it had to be a monster. It, it, I mean, it's a monster, it's just not a, like a visible entity. Okay, so if we're going loosey-goosey with the rules, then I'm going with the ocean. Ooh, okay. How, how, see, okay, Here I there thought be Blood still worked because there is an entity causing it. Yeah. Like you are being marked by something. How does the how do you see the ocean in this context? I'm very excited. Well, it's very wet and it's very <laughs> deep and there's lots of secrets and there's lots of scary things in there, but there's also a lot of beautiful things in there. And here there be monsters. And here they be monsters. Also, no, Mary, don't do it. I was going to say seaweed, and then I was like, that's too gross. You nasty. <laughs> I just said it anyway. Can you imagine if instead of growing pubic hair, you grew seaweed? Ew. Uh, yeah, no. Mary, what okay, is okay, wrong with wait, you? Wait, 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 hold on. Actually, yes. Yes. <laughs> only if you could do it at will, so that if there was somebody like really bothering you and it has like this unpleasant odor, just grow it out. You know what I mean? Or like Just defense it mechanism? It yeah. kind of well, it kind of reminds me of the advice like if you're being assaulted to like yeah. shit yourself. Yeah. yeah, or it's like it's yeah. like Medusa, but for your downstairs. Exactly. You just turn them to stone with your seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> That's isn't okay. that every woman's dream? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. To turn a dude to. <laughs> I mean to it to to kill him or to get him hard like which I don't I don't know how subtle you're being here. It's Sex is death, etc. <laughs> That's what Robert California says. <laughs> well, I trust him. I mean, Mary Kate, it gets vastly more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Fifteen minute mark. Um. Okay. Our office references. Well. 
I guess I'm gonna have to cheat because I don't know. Like honestly, I kind of feel like Ginger Snaps werewolves. It's kind of perfect, you know, mm-hmm. the whole yeah. full moon thing, and mm-hmm. you have a craving for certain food. You get a little bloated. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, you she just want to tear bloated. things apart. That too, it could work. At first, I was thinking <laughs> raw, the movie mm-hmm. raw, but she didn't mm-hmm. really turn into a monster. Right. It just activated. Well, it's like it activated a monstrosity yeah. that was already there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. She, she did. <laughs> I love that movie. That, so that was the one I had to it's watch it in, in like snippets. Like I would mm-hmm. watch it like twenty minutes at a time because I was afraid it was going to freak me out. Oh. <laughs> and then after I got through that one, I was like, I can watch anything. This was you fine. Can. Why were people fainting at this shit? Looks like she's eating a chicken wing. Now I'm you hungry. Really did. <laughs> It was really good. I thought the movie was wonderful. I just, I was still very new to horror at the time. And I'd heard Aww. people like passed out in the theater and was like, oh God. People are always wow. passing out in the theater because they're dehydrated. Or drunk. Yeah. So- <laughs> the thing is, it does make a movie infinitely more enjoyable to bring some minis in your purse and then pour them into an icy. It's like a margarita, but blue flavored. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to go back to the theater. I mean, I can wait. I have been waiting. I just don't want to. Right. That is still a little intimidating for me. It's That is very much a box of recycled air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I really want to go back. I love going to the, I love going to the movies alone. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to do that again. I still have it. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. my gosh. I like your cat. I know this is just so random. Oh, it's not. Cat is always catting. Oh. <laughs> Let me out of here. She's keeping me warm. Oh. Jack the boats, come back. So while um, we're talking about the werewolf as the metaphor for femininity, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that I understand a werewolf in concept. So. Okay. Um kind of jump in the gun here but i want to make sure we have it all out in the open um so i've understood it as a monsterfication of rabies mm-hmm. and um porphyria as well but that's also vampirism but mostly what i understand is on a full moon if you are infected you turn into a wolf and you go around killing a bunch of humans. Most traditionally, yes. I don't know that the human thing is exclusive. Okay. Yeah. See, when I was watching this, and it was, it is a delightful movie. I was kind of like, okay, so I, I don't have enough frame of reference to see about werewolf. Like, our culture has been fascinated with vampires for forever so like i got that shit down i understand the rules of of that mm-hmm. occultism but um werewolves i was like i can't tell what is folklore and what they added mm. for the movie there are there are some meaningful distinctions i think okay can we do y'all have some like like a short list where i can just yeah I don't know. I'm asking. I know Silver Bullet. I know that's the thing. And then they made it into a belly button ring, which is mm-hmm. disgusting and amazing. Also, that particular belly button ring, gross. Yeah. Well, you know, when you do the at-home piercing thing, you never get that quite... It's always too. It's always like too shallow, so it's sticking way up off your body. And it's very clear mm-hmm. that 
you did this at home while you were 13 with an ice cube and a needle? Ugh. I'm sorry. I have a belly ring and I'm, I was still watching that like, ew, 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 ew. Because when the, when it's the ring, it just looks so precarious to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah, and you time... know it's going to get infected. You know it is. Yeah. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone that does, was one yeah. of the, I mean, we can come back to this, but I was watching this like, oh yes, very late 90s, turn of the century. Wow. Turn of the century. Watching... <laughs> We're it so was. old. We, it was. It's been 21 years. So, but I was watching that thinking like, oh my God, every girl in my middle school at the time this movie was being made was doing that. And I felt like I was the only one that was like, same. No, they all look bad. Except and they're for all mine. getting infected. Well, they're all getting infected and you have to take them out. <laughs> like, what? Are you excited about, like, what? <laughs> That's why I don't have any piercings. That stuff freaks me out. At all? At all. Not even your ears? No. Like, I have a tattoo, but, like, the idea of, like, the 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 needle going, going in th- and then go also going out, that, mm-mm. That's too much oh my for God, me. I have got so many holes in so many locations <laughs> in my ears. I've got my nose pierced. I've got so Same. many holes. <laughs> I, I've not had much other interest in facial piercings or anything else. Just my ears are becoming well-curated little tapestries. Yeah, one time I came home from college and my dad asked me if I fell in a tackle box. That's how many earrings Because oh. <laughs> you used to wear the industrial, didn't you? I have it still. It's gold. Yeah. Is gold. I, I wear I wear gold I wear gold too. Yeah, I, I have it the vertical industrial instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. On that one side, yeah, it's nice. Um, okay, so, so the, silver bullet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One that stood out to me is that in the context of this movie, the transformation is permanent. It's not. It is not presented as cyclical. Right. Okay. They do cure cure it, but you, I got you. It, you don't turn back and forth. Of, Exactly. Right. Once you're turned, you're 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 turned. Which would mm-hmm. have been a really interesting extended metaphor for menstruation, but that mm-hmm. was like not the point, which I thought was cool to be like, yeah, we're we know we could that do that, but too, we're not. Like, because they're happening side by side, yeah. And the metaphor is clear, but it's not just metaphor. It's not yeah. like this isn't you know like they're both happening. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Zena, you got anything? Rachel, you got anything? Um, I was gonna say, I guess. Uh, personality wise like it changes up your personality that seems to be one that Mm. reoccurs yeah so like it it does seem to affect them maybe it's because the transformation is permanent Mm -hmm. but hypothetically in most werewolf lore when you turn and you turn back you're yourself Mm -hmm. right yeah you think of like oz on buffy who like didn't most of the time they don't even know what they did Mm -hmm. right while they were turned uh it's like a jekyll and hyde yeah. I mean, I know this predates Jekyll and Hyde, but that's like a comparable. Right. Yeah. They don't know what they did. Um, and when they turn back, they are fully themselves. And here, long before they are turned, it affects their, like Ginger is a different yeah. person altogether. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I just had a spontaneous recall of her shaving her legs and mm-hmm. just being like, I cannot get it through the fur. And I feel as an Arab woman, I feel that hard (laughs) watching her use force to shave i was like wow i hate that 
I hate it too, and I also hate it from personal experience. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get that particular, that particular brand of grief from my my mother. And my sister did, but I didn't. What do you think? You're better than me. <laughs> no, I mean my sister also got eyebrows and better hair, so like she's still winning. I'm just kidding. Okay, so but another thing I've heard about the werewolf lore is that it comes from. Um, um, I can't remember the anatomical term for it, but uh, her suitness, like where you just have hair head to toe, um, it's like a, it's not common, that, but it, you. I mean, I think that is the right word. There's another season. one too, um, but I'll look at it. But yeah, especially like at the like when you have Beauty and the Beast era, you had the the dog faced boy. Oh, and wolf I think boy. That that, Wolf Boy um, from from all the sideshows, which mm-hmm. was just kind of how at the time people explained anomalous bodies was like by comparing them to animals that they saw on a regular basis, and I mean it, it definitely is and can be dehumanizing, but I don't know that that type of ogling was meant in a malicious way at the time. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, oh, this is another thing that I've seen that it reminds me of without necessarily knowing that you're actually dehumanizing someone. Right. So. I, I mean, know. I think of, I think of like hot and top Venus, you know, yeah. like we, we, whatever the intent, the. Oh yeah. It happened. Is, is yeah. Horrifying, right. <laughs> right. Um, um, but I've heard that that's where the term comes from. Like a werewolf, a uh, wolf boy. Um, hmm. But you, I mean, for me personally, I, ha- I haven't seen a ton of references to female werewolfness until I read um, She Wolf, which is like a collection of essays. is really cool. Um, I think it's by Hannah Priest, um, but we'll link to that in the show notes too. If y'all are like, yes, more girl werewolf, we'll we'll get <laughs> we'll get that for you. Um, okay, so what other distinctions did we like? Did they add to the movie? Or were they, like, taken from folklore? Because that, what I've said already, is all I know. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Well, I mean, go ahead, Zena. Oh, I was going to say, well, well, two things. Obviously, the mm-hmm. full moon. We, we've seen a full moon. That mm-hmm. we see, We've seen that in the movie. But then also, um, you know, Ginger is really into sex. Like, she's just ready to, you know, see what's happening over there. So I feel like that's something that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like it's part of a number of different monster transformation narratives. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that, I mean, I'm, I think when it comes to werewolves, it really depends on who's telling the story. Sure. I don't know that it's like a kind of like a deep rooted lore thing, but it's definitely not uncommon as like an indicator that someone is becoming more animal. Okay. Right? That they like can't control their sexual impulses. I mean, I think that's part of what is happening in these in vampire stories too, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is non-human. This is something, something more, something um, insatiable. Yeah, and yeah. it kind of seemed like they did that as well with um, Wes Craven's. I know this one's a little bit more of a comedy horror, but um, Cursed, you know, with the main character Ellie, uh, played by Christina Ricci, her character, like she used to be like a super quiet mouse. Her whole look changed. Her wardrobe changed, her attitude changed, and, you know, she had this whole 
sexy essence thing going on the, the same, you know, as Ginger. Mm-hmm. You know, that scene where she's coming up in the school, I was like, oh, okay, girl. <laughs> she looked like, amazing, but I I know that like the heroine chic was all the rage when this came out. She was but so I skinny. was Yeah, I was kind of like, oh dear. Like <laughs> well, I mean I know you're a child, are... but mm, I'm concerned. I have a never in my life heard the term heroin chic, and yet it is so perfect. Like I can see exactly really? Yeah, yes. you can see it. Yes. It was like I, a it was like a fashion terminology. I never heard at, it at the time because yeah, because we've gone in and out on on what size women's bodies should ideally yeah. be, mm-hmm. and for for a long time, like you know, the eighties were more of the like Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington, athletic, like yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, athletic, like you know, much more um, kind of day to day looking, but just kind of like elevated, like really mm-hmm. fit and. Curvy enough, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. and then in the nineties we got into heroin chic with like Kate Moss. Yeah, and I know, and I'm not trying to body shame. Like some people are just Mm-mm. built lean, and I understand oh, that. Yeah. But right. this particular girl, when she like walked into the school, I was like, oh dear, like. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> concerned. Um, also, when they were doing the death project shoots, I was like, so is this an Urban Outfitters advertisement? Or <laughs> I think you meant uh, American Apparel. Yes, I did. But they both were, were shitty about it. Um, yeah, when yeah. all the ads just looked like... A crime scene? Yeah. Yeah. Like they were taken in the back of a van where the woman was drugged. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, well, I think that's part of, I think that was also a move for effect, right? Because she's wearing these oversized jackets and stuff yeah. for so much of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so yeah, when I she wasn't does, saying, like, her clothes were inappropriate. It definitely showed. No. Yeah. No, I just mean that I think that it, it's that much more, like, I felt like I kind of got over that quickly. Like, she didn't, like, I think it was the surprise of seeing what her body looked like. Right. Mm. At all in that moment that really kind of had that effect on me of like, oh, my God, she's tiny. Yeah. I, I thought that she looked cute. It was just, um, you know, people was just like really looking at her. And it's just like, honestly, she just took her jacket off, guys. You know what I mean? Like, she, <laughs> yeah. she still looked the same. Like, I don't know. But whatever. I mean, that or the people at her school were just really into salt and pepper streaks on a teenager. I thought that shit was so hot, though, mm-hmm. with the with the bright red and the and the salt and pepper streaks. I mean, she's a beautiful woman. For mm-hmm. sure. To begin with. Yeah. Like, that's just, you know, just categorically. Um, in fact, so the, um, she and Bridget have played sisters more than once. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel have played sisters on multiple occasions, mm-hmm. which is funny because I don't know that they look that much alike, they, but their yeah. their chemistry is just it's oh, great. Yeah. It is so incredible, so incredible. Do they also just keep screaming at each other? You're fucked yes. in those movies. <laughs> that really I feel was like every the, other the scene phrase. was someone screaming at each other. You're fucked. Yep. Which I feel like is appropriate if one of the people in most of these scenes is becoming a bloodthirsty animal. Yes, but you would think that... I mean, that's how you know they're teenagers, right? They just keep using Mm -hmm. the same diction. 
It's like, you have an original thought, kid. Like, come on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, I, I don't know. I just, I loved it. I felt like they were actually kids who talked to each other more or less like. Best friends every day. Kids, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, between the sisters, that moment, that moment where they do search and destroy. Oh, yes. It's that, that, like, that kind of, like, high level banter that you have with your actual close friends. You know, these are, like, smart girls who can. I, that off. was my, one of my favorite moments of this movie where she's like, hey, search and destroy him. Like, in high school, me and my friends would do this thing where we'd be like, orgasm face that guy. And it would always be like the one that you did not want to see their f- orgasm face. You know, where it would be like, oh, you know he's a teeth gritter, though. Like, you know. Oh. Without knowing, you know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't like this game at all. Oh, that's why I played it when I was in high school and never again, because it's atrocious and no one should have to think about that. Fair. Um, But I did like that they played that game. It kind of reminded me of um, the body swap game they play in It Follows, like if you could switch Mm. with anyone. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just a smart kind of teenage foreshadowing. Well, yeah, it's just a kind of a, like the level at which they're bantering there is so high and teenagers are absolutely capable of that. And I think all of, I'm sure all of us did that. Mm -hmm. And then, but your outward facing vocabulary or interactions are so different from the way you interact with the people who really, really know you or spend a ton of time with you, you know, like Bridget might be capable of search and destroy. Like to the point that ginger just like pulls up short and is like, Nice one. Like that that's the end of the game. You did it. Um but when she speaks to other people, it's just you're fucked all the time. You know. Yeah. I yeah. I I remember being in high school and being very articulate in my head. Not so much when I wasn't comfortable around the people that I was with. Oh yeah. Yep. Um I also love the Man, Bridget is the realest one. She is. She's tough. I was honestly like angry that McCarty was the only one who got <laughs> cured. I was yeah. like, oh, so Sam going to come out here, be an actually decent dude the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Die. Like he dies. Not just for Bridget, but. For Bridget in the sense that he is trying to help Bridget save her sister. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's not like he threw himself in front of a car for Bridget specifically. It's basically like he threw himself in front of a car for Ginger because Bridget cared that much about her. You know, like, you don't have to be decent. Nope, he dies. Ginger, who had no say in this process, she was just attacked. She's not going to get cured. Mm Mm-hmm. The creepy dude who was, like, trying to scam on her this whole time and was clearly willing to take advantage of her or manipulate her. Yeah. Like, also, dude, you peed blood one time. Imagine doing that, like, six <laughs> times a year for the rest of your life. Imagine that, that that's what a UTI is, friend. I was, I always thought this part was so funny when he was just yelling at Bridget saying... My pen exploded. My red pen exploded in my pocket. Got it. And it's just kind of like no one asked. Like it's just <laughs> just no, go no, home. So, also, did he pee his pants? <laughs> like, is that what? And happened? it's like 
I think why he was, was just he like wearing bleeding. khakis? Yeah. Why was he wearing? Well, he was wearing khakis because he's a white dude in Canada. But stop fair. wearing khakis then. He every single time we <laughs> saw him after that, he's just wanted to keep yeah, wearing them. Like your hands haven't grown talons yet, my dude. Change your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, have y'all ever tried to button up jeans while your nails are wet? That's how I feel like having uh, those talons would be. You know <laughs> what? Like you crab. know, seeing her nails, <laughs> seeing her nails, like mine, mine are buffered and they're actually super cute. They are super amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But it was like seeing them, I'm like, honestly, that shape is on point. All she has yes. to do is just file it a little, paint it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll look okay. And she's got the most amazing coffin nails, basically. Or right? not even coffin, like they're full on stilettos. Stilettos, so yeah she looked amazing i mean but not on the toes you'd be a crab <laughs> yeah no yeah no. <laughs> I, I like it when my nails are a little bit longer aesthetically same but my lifestyle does not support that agreed uh, i'm just rough on myself and my stuff i have pets i have plants like so many of my pastimes <laughs> involve like my hands getting dirty or things that will break my nails when right? i type like, when i have long nails it's like a dog going around a tile floor on a like going around a corner on a tile floor see i already got one of those like i yeah i already i already have that much noise in my life because i do have a dog that runs around on the tile floor oh i just i miss the keys like they get stuck in between and it's no. a nice sound, though. You know, you can yeah, tap and... I love it. You know? Very cool. No, so yeah, I, but it makes it like, really like hard that. to hook up with other women. <laughs> this is... Okay. I mean, an undeniable reality. It this truly... is not a thing that you, like, yeah. Or yourself. Like, what are you... I mean, I think it depends on your personal technique. I mean, for sure, for sure yes. But also, like, you got to work around... Some also, do you, Mary Kay, do you, not have, do, do you not have, like, mechanical aids? We're not going to talk about this. Okay, fine. Fine. I was just going to say that as much as I like that, I have to keep them a, a little bit shorter. And a friend of mine at work, she always wears, like, super long. I'm talking at least Ooh. two or three inches past her fingertip, like, long, long. And they always look phenomenal. And she has no problem going about her life in them, doing absolutely, I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely anything. The other day, because my nails are a little bit longer, I felt like one was behaving a little fragile when I was trying to pull up like a screen protector off a phone. I was like, girl, can you help me with this? And she was like, yeah, brah, gone. <laughs> the sound <laughs> then, effect oh of that. <laughs> but then recently, I don't know why she got them so much shorter, but she did. And she's like a helpless baby who can't do anything. <laughs> it, no, it's true. Yeah, you're kind yeah. of just used to it after a while, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, so she doesn't, like, know what to do with her nails being that much shorter now. And I was like, that that makes sense. Like, I could tell that if I could just consistently, like, if I could afford to, like, keep my nails in that condition, looking really good, like, just long term, I would, I would get used to it. I would just figure it out. But I... I fuck them up so bad all the time. I can't afford. I can't afford a full set like every weekend. That's not a thing I can do. <laughs> and I will jack them up. So, I've just been using hard as hoof and doing my nails at home, and they look they look happy. great. Thank you. They're fluorescent orange. Um. So wait, okay. So speaking of like werewolf womanhood, menstruation. UTIs, all the fun stuff about being a woman, nails, peeing blood. I, I kept just like, I was pinball bouncing around the way this movie constructs 
with the metaphor? Yeah, this movie was the worst period commercial. <laughs> like, even more worse than like that one Amy Schumer keep I keep seeing everywhere with the tampons. Oh my you gosh. Oh my god, shut up. I was like <laughs> first of all, I was like, I'm sorry, is this a period commercial yeah. for ants? <laughs> like what woman in the world has never seen a multi-pack? What woman in the mm-hmm. world has never thought, well, I will buy multiple sizes if I feel that I need them? Is this did do we have to be informed? Really? Right. Is that a thing? No? Okay, fine. Anyway, um, so so what was really interesting to me about this movie is that in so many other monster metaphor coming of age stories, the monster is the coming of age journey, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's it is metaphor for having gotten your period, metaphor mm-hmm. for losing your virginity, right? Whether it's raw or so in this story they are happening concurrently. Like, it's not like none of this would be happening if she'd never been bitten. Right. Or all of this would be happening. It's actually very difficult to separate what is what is due to one transformation or the other. And I felt that that, you know, that that mid cycle, right, from ex- like that, those first couple sequences of exposition to those last couple sequences of, of climax and denouement. That's a hard part of a story to sustain, like to keep complicating and keep making the stakes higher. And I felt like that choice did a wonderful job because we are following from Bridget's perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bridget for a long time can't tell what is the bite and what is the period. She said, you got bit by a hormone? <laughs> exactly. Like she... Like, is she super into dudes now because of her period? Or She's ovulating. She yeah, that was so well, embarrassing. Honestly, <laughs> it was like, super embarrassing, but also it was like just good looking out. I would happily embarrass any of you by screaming that <laughs> if I thought it would prevent you from having a litter of puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah, okay. that. Like, I would rather embarrass you than have to like raise your wolfling. You. <laughs> you can't even get no like government support because they're like those aren't fucking children you freak like it'll be like Mowgli but no, opposite yeah like no Biden yeah. tax credit for you my dears <laughs> like nope so yeah like I, I thought that was such a smart and fascinating thing and that was definitely something that made me feel like oh yes this is written by a woman for a woman to watch mm-hmm. like because the period in and of itself is an evil. It is transformative and it does bring a lot of complication and sometimes straight up horror into yeah. your life. Okay, let's talk about the scene where she's at the OBGYN because fuck that. That was a school nurse. Okay, well, fuck whoever that was. Except <laughs> except for when she's like, use protection. That's the only part of that speech where I was like, What okay. did you, what did you, what, what grief did you have with her sharing factually accurate information with this child? Because I feel like if a child is coming to you saying like, this can't be just cramps, you need to believe them. Like, you yeah. need to believe them. Because not all cramps are created equal. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend mm-hmm. in high school who was dismissed time after time saying like, this is not good. I have a migraine and I have back cramps all the way up my back. And she right. puked in the hallway because nobody would take her seriously. Like mm-hmm. that should not happen. 
Mm-hmm. So that's something I thought was something that stood out to me about that scene really was that I kind of lumped this in. This is one of those inversions that I thought was really clever and really changed like the way the story develops. Right? Okay. Is that so often in these kind of like women become monsters because we develop mm-hmm. stories, the adults are oppressive and like. Yeah. And I didn't think that nurse was uncaring. No. And, you know, like, honestly, I saw that girl bleed on the floor. I was like, yeah, girl, you just didn't have a tampon in. You're, yeah, like. <laughs> you're chilling. You're okay. Okay. So, obviously, we know that there were a bunch of other things happening that that's were fair. terrifying. Because all of the things they were describing, she she was like, yes, that's normal. Which, if you <laughs> yeah, had never had she, it before, you would be like, this is, does not feel normal. Right. Yes. Like, they were telling her, look, it was a geyser. Girl, that was not a geyser. In fact, We've all eventually had some sort of geyser feeling period, and it was not that. Who among not us has not sneezed a blood clot? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, okay, with their mom. <laughs> yeah, the nurse was very supportive, and she was very direct with them. She wasn't like... That's true. She wasn't like, it's just your changing body. Here, read a pamphlet. Like, she spoke to them and mm-hmm. she addressed the things they were bringing up That's and she fair. was very factual like she seemed so direct and caring compared to the kind of like kind of school nurse iconography that we that we have you know that That's fair. someone who's who's okay. there to give you a Gatorade and an ice pack and nothing else <laughs> but yeah. you know okay with the school nurse in a way I get that she was doing her job I don't think that she was being rude or anything but in a way, I do think that she was being a little bit dismissive because it was just kind of like, oh, that's normal. That's normal. And then I also thought it was kind of weird that the girls, they would actually go to um, the school nurse about this because not that they should go to their mom, but it's just like, OK, we both know what what happened to, to Ginger. So you have to think that that's that. But then even with their mother, like which I have a bone to pick with her. There's a couple of things. <laughs> but OK, she's doing their laundry and then she finds these bloody underwear like insanely bloody yeah i'm just saying like the girls play with blood but that play blood comes out no no ginger ginger bleeding in the bathroom was one thing when she held up those panties i was like that's oh is that the geyser that we just never saw because that does look concerning i'm just really surprised that the mom just baked a cake and not wanted to like, you know, have a talk with her, perhaps even take her to the doctor, you know, get things checked out in that area. Just make sure things are good. Well, the thing but is, that's... is that Ginger wouldn't, I'm not trying to give the mom a pass, but the, the oh, absolutely. Ginger would not allow her. Right. I agree. I agree. But it, instead, it's just like, okay, knowing your daughter and she's always yelling at you, telling you to get out, which is insane. I could never say that to my mother. Oh my God. I would be dead. But. Knowing that, though, it's just kind of weird that she baked a cake, you know? And it's just kind of like, I don't know, just don't. I I wouldn't suggest baking a cake then. (laughs) Especially not one that has some sort of berry topping that drizzles down the sides like that one did. Oh, my God. So (laughs) in in regards to the parents and the uh, school nurse, I feel like in these movies, um, these are still children. This is still like a coming-of-age movie. They're still kids in the story and that's what separates them from like going to i don't know the cops or any kind of authority Mm -hmm. it's like well we tried to and they're not listening they don't understand us so when you look at like all of these like 
oh, it's us kids against the rest of the world. Like, um, um, like Stranger Things, how that mm-hmm. was like an homage to all of those others in the 80s, you know, yeah. E.T. and all that. It's it's the kids having to band together and figure it out because the parents are useless. I felt like it was mm-hmm. following that thread we've always seen. Right. Mm. Yeah, I agree, Rachel. And then when the mom finds, like, she's down too. Like, Listen, that really surprised listen. me when she was like, she was gonna roll. It, yeah. She listen, was. This movie, her husband. <laughs> this movie was building up for a twist of some kind, a surprise with the mom, and that was not the twist I thought it was gonna be. Like, maybe that's not like a yep. twist twist. I thought talking about the curse and how she's just like so ready to want to talk about their change. I thought the mom knew that maybe it wasn't just like this werewolf in the neighborhood. That maybe mm. she had like a gene and she kind of goes out and about. Oh, yeah. I thought the mom yeah. had it in, like she was waiting for them to tell her that they're experiencing this. But no, instead, she finds these dead bodies and she's like, okay, so we're going to move or we're, <laughs> we're going to, you know. When she says, we'll fill the house with gas and that's light a it. Match, and, and Bridget says, what about dad? I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I interpreted her response about how, oh, he's not going to understand. Yeah, that he'll just blame mean, her. Everybody would blame her. <laughs> yeah, to mean that he would be in the house when this yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they are planning to murder the dad. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's mom's That's mom's game. Well, they're She's going to counseling. And on top of that, yeah, it's And just... he also seemed the absolute worst. So yeah. here was my deal. So I, I thought about that, Zena, what you were saying. That, like, you know, what is her... Like, what is, what is the... What is the meaning behind this approach that she has with the kids? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really thought about the fact, like, it seemed like she has been bringing this up for a long time. Like, this is part of that twist on the the oppressive adult trope, right? Like, she's, she has always been, like, it c- certainly sounds like they know what's going to happen. They know what to expect. Like, she says that they are several years late. They have been discussing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. She has been direct and open with them for a long time. And... So, you know, in that case, like when I had mine, like my mother and I had talked about it already. So when I had mine, it wasn't like I didn't know what was happening to me. <gasps> and when For I the had closer, it, can we do where were you at when you got yes. your first period? Good idea. Please. Yes. That's a good one. Are y'all okay, okay. with Are, that? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but, you know, once I had it, it wasn't a like thing that needed more discussion at length. It was, okay, great. You have your equipment. You know how to use it. Ready to go. Like, there was nothing more to have said about it because we'd already discussed it. And that was kind of what I took away, Mm -hmm. especially when Bridget does, like, has that conversation with Pam about, like, the whole letting it, letting us figure it out for ourselves thing is good. she thinks it's cool. She does. And and Pam was so, (laughs) but to realize that Pam had been doing that deliberately, that it wasn't like a, just a. Yeah. It wasn't just like a like a like an ignorance on her part or a lack of awareness or a, a, a hopefulness. But she was deliberately, like, she knew, she knows her kids. Yeah. And she thought this was the best way to make sure that they had the information, the love, the support they needed while letting them be whatever weirdos they are. Because they are weirdos. Yeah. Mary Kay texted us while she was watching, what is is their bedroom? A dungeon. And I was like, yes. Yeah. It's clearly like the cinder block layer. It's the cinder block layer where you take the people you've abducted, of course. Um, um, so, yeah, that was the weirdest, yeah, effect. Yeah, pa- 
and Pam was one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. She was so funny and so like I got verklempt when they were in the car and she was like, I will kill your dad. We will do whatever <laughs> it takes. I'm getting you two out of here. I was like, oh, damn. Like, I never thought you didn't love them. I never thought you didn't right. care the most. I never thought you weren't trying to show up. But damn. I mean, but when you when you look at it with the father, it's kind of like he's always just sitting back. He'll say one thing and then that's it. And, you know, she really doesn't seem to care too much for him. It's all about her girls. So it kind of makes a lot of sense. And he doesn't seem invested in any yeah, of them at does all. Does this at not all. seem like, does this not remind you a little bit of Heather's? Yes, I was actually going to say that. Yeah, to, to me, I feel like there's a you mixture too. of <laughs> of <laughs> Heather's, uh, a Sam uh, Raimi movie, and um, weird, but like Degrassi. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like an episode of Degrassi from the like, 2000s. Is it because so the dad kind of looks like Aaron, what was her name? Like Aaron's stepdad. He's the bald, and he worked at Degrassi. He was the teacher. Oh, what was his <laughs> Spike? No, was it Spike? I think. I think it was yeah, Spike. I think it was Spike. <laughs> he, he does. Was, he was from the original generation of Degrassi, and then yep, Degrassi Spike. the next generation. Yep. The extent of my Degrassi awareness <laughs> is that every time Drake tries to talk about how he came up, I'm like, Oh come on! You were on Degrassi. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, that's pretty what much is all the I come know about up? It Like you were already fine. Like you're you're fine. Calm down. I have only one qualm with the mother, and it is. I need to make one fashion judgment, <laughs> and that is you have to go either all hot rollers or all pin curls. You there is no combination. You got to pick a thing. Pick Look, a thing. Back in the nineties, when I didn't have curly hair, I would take whatever was available to me. Mine was a hot mess, so I really don't have like a ton of room to judge on that. Um, yes. <laughs> Yesterday, I decided to rock second day hair, but be really weird about it. So I dampened everything, but then I Denman brushed it out. I was like, "Let's just see what happens." Yeah, what happens is Mufasa over here. Uh, my goal oh, was no. witch from a fairy. My goal was oh, witch yeah. from a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. I achieved it. Wait, now do you mean the hot witch from the from the witch, or do you mean the crone from the witch? <laughs> Because halfway in between. Okay. Everyone at work was like, I love your hair today. And I was like, yeah, I was going for a scary witch from a cartoon. And they were like, I love it. It's perfect. And I was like, should I do this every day or never again? Those are my only two options, really. Like either they're like being polite because they think I fucked up my hair today and they're just trying to be friendly. I don't know. I think it looks good. Well, this isn't what it looked like. It was like down and just like, like some of it was curls and then some of it was like, ephemera (laughs) (laughs) like it was all over the place it was really weird Um, i have one more thing to say about bridget and pam and their relationship my favorite moment in this movie is when pam is about to go into the meat cooler and bridget goes (laughs) mom (laughs) <laughs> like it's urgent. She's like, Mom, what do guys want? Yeah. <laughs> she plays her so hard and she's like, Oh, this is urgent. <laughs> it's so sweet. Like it's just That was such a weird question. Like, I don't I mean, what? I don't know. It's just very awkward. You know, so especially when I watched it, I was like a teenager, so it was just kinda like, um, okay. Thank God we they didn't like show us it just cut. 
I know. It was so cute, though, because I can see it from both sides. Like, Mm -hmm. all you want as a person who has gone through some shit is for (laughs) someone impressionable to to ask you for advice because you have got that shit. And then Mm. all you want as a person with no experience is to never hear a word about it. Mm -hmm. And it's like that that moment (laughs) where Bridget is like, I'm going to fall on this grenade and be deeply uncomfortable for several hours. I also love the way that conversation wrapped up, right? Which is with Pam saying, like, that's what they want. Some of them seem nice. (laughs) But that's what they all want. Like, she wasn't out there telling her, like, hold out for your prints. She was like, they're all going to suck at least a little bit. See, and then that's that explains their her whole marriage. Like she was so sick of her husband. <laughs> she really was. Let's set him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for a reason. All I needed was a cause. <laughs> Let me I'd like to propose the inverse though. That she learned that the hard way. She did think when they got married that her mm-hmm. husband was the shit and everything was going to be yeah. great. And this is how it turned out and that's why she's given that advice, you know? Probably. And it's especially poignant because Bridget is the one person in the movie that has a relationship with a human man who is <laughs> decent. Who is decent to yeah. her. Yeah. He to even everyone. calls her yeah. Yeah, and he even calls her out for not treating him with that same basic human yeah. decency. Like I'm just yeah, trying like to Sam. talk to you. I you asked for my help. I am trying to help you. Then when I show up, you're acting like you know, like I'm shit you can't touch. You know, like it's So I have a question, though, about Sam's relationship with the girl with the perm, with the Mm -hmm. really pretty hair. Mm -hmm. Um, She, that did not sit well with me. What did y'all make of that? I think it was just like setting, like just trying to make a, a, what do you call it, like a, a confrontation within the school, like, within the characters to show, like, their aggression yeah. and this is the bully and it gives her a reason to go after them, not just because they're weird, but it gets even, it comes to a boiling point when she sees that the guy that she wants is giving them these weirdos attention. Mm-hmm. That was some, that was some really, honestly, I felt masterful writing that didn't feel as complex as it was and that, you know, we were set up to see her, uh, Trish, right? As Trina. Uh, Trina, thank you. Damn, I was like, I kept wanting to say Trish Yanetta, and I was like, that's Parks and Rec, Mary. Don't do that. Um, Trina, they kept. The hot one. The hot one. They kept referring to her as, you know, that's who they search and destroy is Trina. They're, they're talking about her as as, as slutty and, and cheap and, and vapid. <laughs> and so we already have this impression of her. So when she's, you know, just goo-goo-eyed after Sam, mm-hmm. we think, all right, she's just thirsty. So for her to show up in that heartbreaking... First of all, we don't know what happened to her dog, right? Well, I... I they said they were going to take it, but they never... We never see that happen. When but would they have she done said it? she said to Bridget, I saw her take it. Just, just because we don't see Ginger on screen taking the dog, and she's going through this change. Honestly, right. if I... I could see a shadow in the night shaped like a fucking motorcycle. And if that shadow in the night took my fucking dog, I don't care. Like, it would be John Wick. 
I would just kill everyone between me and the motorcycle-shaped shadow. Even humans who are not motorcycle-shaped. Like, I would lose my mind. So I kind of felt... I, just, I felt for her on that, especially because we don't actually see what happens. Like, maybe she's right, maybe she's wrong. But when she says, like, he's a cherry chaser, mm. and you realize that, oh, the same way these two girls who present this very, like, one-dimensional, like, we are dark and, and weird front... Mm-hmm have a rich inner life so does she mm-hmm. and sam might be decent to these the people we see the most but maybe he actually did treat her shitty um, yeah that's why it didn't sit well with yeah it because it seemed like there was more well she does call him a cherry hound which i thought was cherry hound that's even better grosser and um dog related and like when yeah, they call each other bitches they only do it like know. once in a while, and it's like, oh, I see what you did there. I um, kind of thought that same. I, well, okay, with Trina Sinclair because I think her name that's a that's a cool name, you know. It's good. It's good. I I always just felt that she was just picking on them, like like we kind of spoke about, just because those girls they were different. And then what an insult because Sam doesn't want you, but he wants the little weirdo, right? But then, and not just any weirdo, like she, her friend told her how she was just talking about her, you know, so there's already that, that conflict, you know, then on top of that, I don't really feel that Sam really gave her a chance ever. It just seemed, okay. not saying that this is better because I don't even think that he was in high school. I just think that he was one I of didn't the, think he was. yeah, like this guy who hangs out there because he sells them drugs and then he leaves. <laughs> Maybe he does like some, you know, work around like, you know, lawn work or whatever, because we kind of saw that when um, mm-hmm. uh, McCarthy and Ginger and some other guys, they were in his uh, van, you know, smoking and stuff like that. He had like a leaf blower or something or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. So I just assume that. So the fact, again, that this girl who, OK, she's she's not shaped a certain way like Trina. She's not popular. She doesn't think that the girl's pretty, which is like I, I really thought that Bridget was cute, you know. Mm-hmm. She could try to hide behind, just comb your hair a little, but she was the, cute. The little girl picture of Bridget, I was like, oh, that's Mary. That's exactly Aww. what I look like at that age. Deep so under cute. eye circles, like pyramid <laughs> hair. Like, yep. But yeah, I had that too. I just, I just think that he just didn't give her the time of day because she was in high school with uh, Trina Sinclair. And I don't think that he even did that, obviously, um, with Bridget. He had the mm-hmm. opportunity to do that with Ginger, and he didn't want to. So I yeah. think that Sam was, like, a good guy. I'm not saying it was right how he was just ignoring Trina, but she noticed that she would go, like, super harder, or mm-hmm. she went super harder when she, saw, when she saw that he was really into, not really into Bridget, but just talking to him mm-hmm. or talking to her. That was, like, yeah. super embarrassing when he was whistling and she thought that he was whistling at her. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he wasn't. And it was just like, <laughs> girl, yeah, just well, go You know, home. I don't know if he ever did anything. My, my first watch take on it was he didn't do anything with her. She's just, like, spiraling. And lashing out because she's upset. Mm-hmm. Um, my second watch was that I don't, maybe he. That's a very specific like insult for her to make. She didn't yeah. say like he's into dogs and you're ugly, right. which would have which would have worked with the metaphor too. She said that he's into virgins, and that to admit that to say that in the context of your experience with him was to admit that you lost your virginity to him. And you've been chasing him and he won't talk to you again. And that's yeah, that such a vulnerable thing to yeah. say. 
that I, I was just such, like I said, it was such great writing in that we like hate her so viscerally, so quickly. And in these critical moments, immediately before she dies, we suddenly realize like, oh, that's a whole person mm-hmm. with her own heartbreak. And she might even be right. She was not right to bully these people. She may be right in what she's saying about this character that I already love and don't want to hear this about. Um, so it was, I just thought it was really, really well constructed. And that the fact that when she dies, it's not like Bridget didn't gut her. I mean, not Bridget, but rather uh, Ginger didn't gut her. Bridget didn't stab her. She she fell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's just such a heartbreaking thing. And if you had told me the first time I meet Trina Sinclair, that I was ever going to be heartbroken for her, I would have been mm-hmm. like, mm. even when she stops getting that perm. <sighs> like, wow. I thought it was cute, but... Oh, no, she, yeah, I just, you know, that was that would have been my caddy response. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, please, I spent all of the 90s desperately wanting a perm and not being allowed to get one. And now that sounds silly because now my hair is curly, but it wasn't then. Mm-hmm. Um... I have a question. Could the people in Bridget's life just not see her teeth? You know Ginger? what? Uh, gingers, excuse me. Thank you. I was like, I didn't understand that. She was always smiling. Like when she was like, Alex Cornstop wants some dad. And she's like smiling at him. It's just like, you guys. <laughs> you guys <laughs> that was the worst face ever. Yeah, like what happened? It's yeah, she was in school talking to teachers, talking to students. I don't know. That that's bizarre. That's wild. Some some of these effects really worked on me. And some of them did not. Was it the tail? Was it the tail? Was it the tail? Yes. That worked or didn't? That didn't. I I like the tail. Honestly, Mm-mm. because our first exposure, not very first, like when I realized what they were taping down to her leg, I was like, oh, f-, especially like I immediately thought of like, I mean, specifically in drag, like taping down or binding up. Mm-hmm. Right. To like, oh, I was just like, oh, oh. it was just so off putting. Like ooh. when you first see it, when but Bridget's cut- like kind of it's the cutting looking at her at mm-hmm. at night. And then there's that one point where she gets up to go to the bathroom, and then there's that like the shit time was funny, when she's when they taped it to her leg, and that then was and sad. then when she gets and then uh, so because you it, you see it growing, and then when she's sitting in the bathroom when she got locked in the bathroom and it's sitting there beside her, and I'm just like, oh, it's blinking yeah. at it was, me. It was her like trying to cut it off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was. She so said she just wanted to cut it just a little. It was like, so heartbreaking to uh, me. It was it was getting out of control though. Like well, like the the body dysmorphia of it, you know, like I didn't know that my boobs were big until someone made a joke about it in front of the whole class. And the way that kind of stuff affects you, like no like that knowing that you're that you're weird or that you're wrong or that you're different in some way that other people can see and point to and call out all the time. Like it it you know, I just wore a lot of vests. And at the time, vests were, like, somewhat fashionable. You know, those little sporty ones with, like, hoods that you wore. Yeah. You know, Adidas vests or whatever. And I felt like that was fine. And it wasn't obviously hiding anything. I The boobs were still there. Like, it's not like no one knew I had them. But, you know, I felt like I could 
I still took steps to make sure they weren't the most noticeable thing about me because I was in the sixth fucking grade and that seemed weird, you know? Um, Remember when Ginger had extra boobs? Huh? Oh, well, well, like her, her, yeah, she was becoming a wolf. So like she would have had like, yeah, she oh, the, the, memory the opposite oh. of a vest. Ooh. Yeah, I. Yeah, so I, I like the tail thing. I think that's why the tail thing impacted me so much because I was like, I get being like, look, I get if I, I understand if I can't get away with none of it, if I cannot be rid of it, but what if I could just make it less? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I just cut it off and it hurt horribly, but then I, it wouldn't take this much work all the time? Like, ugh, ugh. This is, this is, this is a very good movie. And it doesn't necessarily feel like it's going to be, right? Like, mm-hmm. it so many times it feels campy. It's funny, but like deliberately. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was like a joke when it first started. Because they're talking about like how they want to die. They're going to die by yeah. 16. And they sounded like so serious about it. But like what as serious it? as a 16 year old in their angsty face can be. What was it like out, out by 16 or dead at the scene? But out together, by some, yeah, like they were gonna run away together, or they were gonna. No, the die, the, the idea was that they were gonna die by sixteen instead of get boring in the scene or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I <laughs> right. You know, those right. first few minutes, I was like, "Yo, if this is gonna be real, like suicide oriented, I'm 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 gonna have to tag Zena right now and be like, "Yo, no. we might have to, we might have to switch this up." And I'm so glad I was like, "Let me give it like." 10 or so minutes. Which again, what's made me in the very beginning, I was like, oh my God, this is like, is this like where Heather's got their idea? Which also that doesn't make sense because Heather's is like in the eighties. But like, it, it, it reminded me so much of Heather's because it's like, suicide, don't do it. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I stuck it out because then I was like, oh, this is hysterical and really fascinating and really weird and just wow. Were there any other effects that really like worked or did not work for y'all? I did not like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer transformation of the face. Oh, the eyebrowless yeah. face. Mm-hmm. But she, okay, never mind. I, was I mean, say, I get it. Kinda, yeah, that's what <laughs> they were doing cool. at the time. It was like the popular thing in cinematography. That's transformations, but like have an original thought. <laughs> That was a really good glottal fry. You really nailed that. A really good uh, what? Glottal fries when you do the like, uh, <laughs> like the Kardashians do all the time. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's, I don't even know if it's a good effect or not, but when uh, Sam's truck initially hits the, like the first werewolf, I was still like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. You run like, over a werewolf so... and it just instantly loses all of it, the outside of its body somehow. It was like a cheese grater going through <laughs> cheese. It was so gross. Softened cheese, not even like hard <laughs> cheese. It was like a Play-Doh fun factory. <laughs> yes. I was going to say like trying to put brie through a cheese grater, but that's not even right. The, the Play-Doh is better. That is exactly it. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I 
kind of like um, when Ginger, this sounds messed up, but I'll tell you why. I like when she first got attacked, you know, by the werewolf. And I like how they shot that because it was very choppy. We couldn't really see it. So there was still like a lot of mystery to it. And it was mm-hmm. still like really creepy. Because imagine that, like, we, we talked about this, like there's some like cheesy moments in this movie. Uh, but one thing with this is that I like is that they take their character serious. And um, with that, imagine you're just with your sister or you're in the, at the park or whatever, walking and at night and something just tackles you or fr- or something and you didn't even see what it was. You just hear someone screaming. Mm-mm. Like, that's terrifying. Mm-mm. So mm-hmm. that one always, like, that scene always stuck with me. Like, even just hearing her scream like that because if that happened with one of my sisters, of course I would run after mm-hmm. them. You know, it would take me a while, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, it's just, it's just really creepy. Well, that's something that stood out to me. You know, I felt like as I watched this movie, I was like, I'm probably more of a ginger and either Mary Kay or Rachel is going to be more of a Bridget. Like if this had happened to any combination of us, like there's sounds on the, like Bridget doesn't just, I mean, a ginger, excuse me, doesn't just get attacked. She gets attacked and then comes running as best she can to say, get out, get out, get away. Yeah. And when Bridget is, has completely lost her bearings, it, Ginger pulls her up while Ginger is mm-hmm. like bleeding ever. Ginger pulls her up off the ground and is like, let's go. Right. And I was like, I I am I'm probably never gonna be the most like I'm always gonna be a decision maker. Like I'm always gonna like make a call, but it's not always gonna be the the very most rational or practical call. That's why I have friends like y'all who will do that. What I am gonna do is in a moment like that be like yeah, I'm I'm throwing you to safety because mm-hmm. I clearly did not make the most rational mm-hmm. call and I've been bitten to high hell. You need to you need to go. Um and it's so it's it made it especially like oof for me to watch Ginger you know go through this long, slow, like epic transformation when um she didn't choose to get bitten in the first place, but she did make choices that put her in more and more danger initially and i also made me so proud of bridget in that moment that she says i don't want to die i'm not going to die Mm -hmm. i was like god that has been clear from moment one i'm so glad you know it now i was crying at the i laughed so many times it was so fun but i was crying yeah at the end while she's just like holding ginger oh my god i'm like getting clamped right now just thinking about it Mm -hmm. like i have a sister Oof. That's definitely a Ginger Bridget relationship, you know, like mm-hmm. I, she is far and away the more practical one. So. So sad. Air hugs. Don't worry, I'll send you a picture of my sister and then we'll all hate her together because she's so hot. <laughs> um, and she's like married and living in Italy right now. She's fine. She's fine. Awesome. Yeah. It actually is. I'm excited. I'm hopeful that I'll get to go visit them while they're still there. Now that we can all get vaccinated. Go get your vaccines. Because <laughs> remember, werewolfism is now fluid born, mm-hmm. not bite born. I thought that was really interesting and tied in well to the whole like femininity adulthood thing because it's not a bite. It's not like a violent act. It's transmissible by fluid. Mm-hmm. So what was our closer again? Because uh, the other one of you said the better thing. Where'd you start your period? 
Where were yeah. you? Okay. Who wants to go first? Mine's actually pretty boring, so if anyone else wants to go first. Mine's pretty boring, too. I'll okay, go first. I guess so. Okay, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, do it. No, Zina, you go. It. You go first. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was at the computer at my mom's house where I lived at the time, and I was like, I don't feel good. And then I went to the bathroom, and I was like, mm. You know how sometimes you just got to scream with your mouth closed? <laughs> you know? You're like, mm. And I called her, and I was like, guess what just happened to me? <laughs> she was like, you started your period. And I was like, bah! And she goes, Aww. I'll bring you some stuff. And I was like, okay. And then she came home with like six bags worth of shit. She was like, I didn't know what to get. I just got Aww. a little bit of everything. The guy at the counter was looking at me like I was going to bleed to death. <laughs> and I remember being like, I don't want this to happen to me. And she was like, yeah, I know. That's yeah. it. That's the end. Mine was pretty how boring, old, but kind of How funny. old were you? Um, I think almost 12. I think I was Same. about to turn 12. Aww. Same. I, mine was like a month before I turned 12. Yeah. We are of one body, one <laughs> mind. No, if we were of one body, I'd have your amazing ass, and that would be the best <laughs> thing that ever happened. It's real big right now. It is. It is quarantine extra large right now. <laughs> That's the dream. Okay. That's what I'm you going think for. So, but I don't think it's big in the way that like rappers like. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Like dump way. trunk is now like the best compliment you can receive. <laughs> dump trunk. Do- <laughs> Wait, are any of us trying to date rappers specifically? No, I just, that's, they're oh, the I ones the fine. most vocal about it. Um, okay, well, I think we're fine otherwise then. I haven't heard that phrase, by the way, Rachel, since really? Cisco's thong song. Sounds like a chat, chat, chat. I, I thought people didn't were know what it. it. That's like what all, like, that's what everyone, that's what everyone, like, wants to be a dump trunk now. That's what everyone says to you? No, well, I'm just I saying that. I just want to hear on the internet all the time that people like... Oh. Like TikTok. Are you saying TikTok? That's what you hear on TikTok? <laughs> yes. Based on Rachel's... But wait, I also thought that... Slowly chewing a chicken tender, I think, while she stares at us. <laughs> I thought that was a brownie. <laughs> Either way, I am trying to have people compliment me by calling me a dump truck by stuffing either a chicken tender... Or a brownie in my face. <laughs> but Rachel, you already that, have a better ass than I do. You're fine. I thought that people were saying that because of um, the movie uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, because they were saying about Kongs having a. No, everyone, like. No? <laughs> whenever you come across a video about a girl talking about her body, and they're always talking about how, like, they're trying to, you know, become a dump truck. I can't believe you guys don't know this. No, we're not a well. You know, Mary I don't Kay think it's just a TikTok thing. It, I don't think it's just a TikTok thing. I didn't know that people wanted that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just want to look balanced for the first time in my life. Like, I want to look like I'm not going to tip forwards. That's all I'm going for here. Oh my god! Honestly, so like my first period story is also terribly boring. I. I was at school. I went to the bathroom. No, I had no. Well, no. I just mean I had no indication. Like I wasn't crampy or anything. I went to the bathroom and I was like, "Oh, it's just like a tiny bit." So I did the whole like wad up the toilet paper into a little like baby pad. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was. I think it was towards the end of the day. No, I did not put it inside of my vagina, Mary Kay. <laughs> not I, inside, I, in between, like in the lips, like in the labia. No, <laughs> yes. I didn't do that. Yeah. I put it on the the panties. Well, my it's gonna was slide nurse. out. 
My yeah, mom was I always a nurse. She was very serious about vulvular health. Out. No, you you wrap it around the panties. Oh, wow! Like a winged, like a winged pad. This was just what Innovative. seemed reasonable to me with my engineering brain of eleven years old. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was towards the end of the day, and so I was just like kind of white knuckling a little bit. I got home, and mm-hmm. I told my mom, and she was like, "Okay, well, there's boxes here. Like, I put them in the bathroom for you already." Aww. And she'd been, I think she'd been prepping since I was 10. I think one time I told her my back hurt when I was 10 and she was like, it could be any minute now. So she just had the boxes ready where I could get to them. Wait, what she is gave this to me thing about like, people's okay. back hurting during this? Is that a thing? It has hmm. almost never happened to me, but apparently it is a thing. It's a thing. My um, cramps are all on the front lower quarter of yeah. my body. I get it all like my and oh. My entire, like my ovaries and uterus, like sees it, like they feel like, like, I can feel that my reproductive organs specifically are contracting. Like, that, I can feel it. Mm. It is. Sorry. Well, it's rare. I actually don't have many issues with it. It only happens to me very occasionally. But when it does, I'm like, ah. So, what about you, Zena? Um, well, I've never, this is probably like TMI, I've never had like the back pain or cramping or anything like that. So when people talk about that, like, I'm sorry, maybe you can drink some milk. I don't know. Like, is that something that people do? Anyway, um, I I think I was like 13 and, uh, we were on family vacation and I was in the pool. It always happens when you're on vacation. It always happens when you're on vacation. It's crazy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just felt like my stomach hurt. And I was like, all right, well, let me just get out for a while. But it still felt that way. And I was like, whatever. So I was still in the pool having a good time. And then I got out because I had to go to the bathroom. And it was just like, whoa. But I have a lot of sisters. So it was just like normal. No one was being weird or anything like that. It was just kind of like, a, okay, this is what you do. You can either use these or use these. You try which one you want. Mm-hmm. And then you go from there. And then that was that. And they would always say, like, make sure you, you know, keep track Put it on your calendar. And then that was that. I always love the idea in like movies and TV that like we're going to get into a pool and like attract sharks or something. Like, no, the water is buoyant. Like you are. Honestly, you're like less like like you don't have gravity working against you in here. So might be the best place to be surprised as long as when you get out, move quick. Plus the chlorine and stuff. So you're all fine. Everyone's fine. (laughs) It's not C-Lab 2021. Where'd she go? Oh. <laughs> I just like look up and her head was like, oh, I, I thought you had left. I didn't see you. No, I just, I was laughing. But you know that a lot of the time my laugh is silent. And I just had to put my head down. because it It's like a disappearing act. I was like, where'd she go? This came up at brunch the other day too. That like, I don't laugh out loud. And that when I do, it's like a ha ha. And then I'm done. You guffaw. <laughs> I was just I about guffaw. to say. Most people only do that at work. That's how you have to laugh at work. Did mm. you know that? You have to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? Okay, well, I don't do it like I'm vocally whipping someone. That's <laughs> You have to, men have to oh. laugh like that at work. Well, my, my coworkers were just saying, they're like, well, you know, I, I never really noticed that you don't laugh. But I do know that when I can tell you think something I said is funny, I get really excited. And I was like, yeah, I'm. I didn't know that about me. I didn't know that about me until relatively recently. I think almost everything is funny. Like I'm easily amused. I just don't make faces about it, apparently. (laughs) But the I think the hardest, still the hardest I've laughed in a long time was Rachel with the Sauron furry. 
With the what? I told you that time on the show that we were talking about, like, what would be the most upsetting furry for you to see in person? Like, someone dressed up, like, as a mascot? I said Sauron. And you were like, Sauron. You said Sauron. (laughs) And I immediately just pictured someone that's like a giant eye with legs sticking out. And I've never gotten over it. It was the funniest thing in the world Why did I say that? I don't know, but it was so... And I even questioned you about it at some length. Like, wait, is this what you're picturing too? Or is there like a tower? Or like, no, no, you're like, no, the eye with the legs and then like the hand sticking out at the ends of the eye. No, are you sure I wasn't talking about Sauron? Like the, the, the wizard? That's Sauron. Sauron you... is what you said, which is like the eye at the top of the tower. Did I mean Sauron? No, you were, you were very clear. Why don't I remember this? Maybe you were high. You just no. call this. Oh, man. Um, wait, so, Rachel, did you tell your first period uh, story? So, uh, this wasn't a vacation vacation, but I was at camp. Oh. You and... are a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I can be a very private person, um, and when you are having this for the first time... Um, like for example, so you could go to the camp for like one week or you can go for the camp multiple weeks. So I was going for two weeks and if you're going for more than one week on the weekend, they do your laundry. I was so (sighs) private. I would not allow them to do my laundry. First of all. Second of all, I get Wait, so did you do it yourself or did you just go undone? You just brought two weeks of clothes? No, she just Oh no, you brought one week of clothes. These are questions <laughs> you know what sometimes i say when people ask me things i don't want to answer i say secret secrets are no fun <laughs> when you tell everyone <laughs> so anyway i give my period and it was in this really scary bathroom that i hate going to like one of those like latrine bathroom things yeah. where you don't ever want to look up because it's the scariest horror show on the ceiling of bugs, like spiders. And, oh my god! People warned me. They all said, "If you use that bathroom, do not look up." And I made the mistake of looking up, and I see that <laughs> while I'm witnessing what is happening to me, um, thinking, "What am I gonna do?" Like I'm. I mean, I knew this was gonna happen at some point. I knew what menstruation was, but I'm like, okay, here I am, stranded. Um, what I don't even remember what I did to be honest with you, but I know it wasn't the last day at camp, so I must have done something. And when my mom came to pick me up at the end of the that final week, she's my mom who I'm very close with, but again, I'm very private about things. But I also don't have adult money to go and buy tampons, so I have to tell her. And when things like this are very hard for me to talk about with things, I tend to shut down. So this is like the most embarrassing, one of the, one of the most embarrassing memories I have. So you're welcome in advance for the secondhand <laughs> embarrassment. <laughs> Instead of just telling her outright, because I have to make things infinitely harder on myself, I said, like, all like, arms crossed and like, <laughs> and I was like, well, I was bleeding. And she's like, well, what do you mean? What happened? I was like, I didn't get cut or nothing. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I was bleeding. I didn't get cut. Like, trying to make, like, a riddle out of it or something. Answer <laughs> oh, my riddle three. Then they went wash my dirty panties. <laughs> oh, I'm so 
sorry, mom. I put you through that. They sign up for it when they I become guess. moms. Oh, baby Rachel. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you see, that's how anxiety works. You just make things just so much worse for yourself. Well, yeah, you're trying to Aww. mitigate the issue, so you... Make a bigger stain. Yeah. You try to remove a stain <laughs> and make a bigger stain. ADHD has a similar manifestation where it's like, this is going to, like, you put off something because you're afraid you can't handle it right or, like, it's going to be really, really challenging and you want to, like, do it right. And by the time it gets around, you're like, well, putting it off forever made it much worse and it turns out this was not a hard thing to do and now I have ruined my own life over a five-minute <laughs> task. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Same. Great. Great. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so, um, Rachel, what's happening next? Up next, we are watching The Dark and the Wicked. It's a newer film done in 2020, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime. It is scary, it is dark, and it's definitely wicked. Ah! <laughs> it's not like and... a cute kind of like Valley Girl kind of wicked. No, it's scary. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm um, so... Thanks for getting the merch. Thanks for following Xena on absolutely every single platform. Thank you, Xena, for joining us. Yay, oh, thank you all so much. I had such a blast. Me too. Okay, well, then we'll make you come back again. So yes. too bad that you said that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so please follow uh, all of Xena's uh, everything. Listen to her podcast as well. Can you remind us of the name, please? The Bloody Disgusting Podcast. It's a weekly podcast. I give you movie recommendations. It's a good time. Or if you don't want to hear my voice, but you want to see me on video, then you can go to YouTube. It's Real Queen of Horror. If you don't want to see me at all, then you can just go to realqueenofhorror.com and you can read my stuff. But if you don't want to do that, I'm on social media. Um, Twitter, Lovely Xena. Instagram, Real Queen of Horror. Facebook, Real Queen of Horror. If you don't want to look at her, you're an absolute fool. She's an incredibly beautiful person. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you don't want to listen to her, then stop listening to us because she has the most phenomenal Jersey accent, and now I hate you a little bit. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yes, enjoy all her stuff. Please check out our creepy little merch. Please buy Mary Kay's book. Please follow us on our social media, Everything Trying to Kill You on Instagram, and uh, Horror Show Girls on Twitter as well. We love y'all. We'll see y'all soon for, or, you know, you'll hear us soon <laughs> for The Dark and the Wicked. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. 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 Hello, listeners of Everything Trying to Kill You. Are you ready for a creepy promo? My name is Muriel, and I love true crime. I'm Nick, and I am not a fan of true crime. Every week on our new podcast, Muriel's Murders, I handpick a real-life crime story that I think will blow Nick's mind. Muriel is really enthusiastic about researching and telling me these stories, and boy, they are a lot. Some of them are famous. Some of them are weirdly under the radar, but all of them contain crime, violence, and murder from across history and around the globe. How does that make you feel, Nikki? Nervous. Are you ready to hear a story? No. Too bad. Here comes Muriel's Murders. So join us every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the original Muriel's Murders animations on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at Muriel's Murders. Campfire. <laughs>